Hey there, this is Ben Currier, self-proclaimed world's number one failure. In this podcast, we'll learn about the hardest moments my guests faced and the failures they endured on their path towards making it. I hope you enjoy. All good? Yes, but when you move shit like that, it goes, you know, whatever you, when you're doing this kind of shit. Like this? Can you hear me? Oh, that's way better. Yeah. Get it closer. Yeah, get it closer. <laughs> Meaning I, I don't usually use the video that much, <laughs> but we're recording, but it doesn't matter. I'm going to cut all this out. Anyways. Will you? <laughs> or not. No, I mean, <laughs> usually I leave my own failures in and try to make the guests look good. But with you, I don't know. I might make an exemption. Oh, sorry about that. Um, <laughs> uh, let's do this. <laughs> Dude, I'm on a podcast. <laughs> Call you later. <laughs> Can you mute the thing? Is it a... Yes, I will. I will. Are you a Google Pixel guy? Yeah, I'm a Pixel guy, dude. Like, yeah. Nice. Pixel. Yeah. Also, Pixel. I'm on... But the Pixel. camera you're talking me on is an iPhone. Oh, there you go. So the iPhone is recording a Pixel in its face right now. Oh, interesting. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Already. All right. So we're already doing it. So, okay, here we go. Hey there, friends of failure, and welcome to this week's episode of the Failure Guy podcast. I am here with a fantastic guest. His name is Vedran Rasic. Ved, how are you? Perfection, man. This is like, there you go. We practiced a little bit, a tiny little bit, but you got it the first time. I've messed up so many of my guest names. It's ridiculous. So I'm happy to get <laughs> yours right, even if it's a little bit of a, of a twister. But Appreciate you, man. Say it the Americanized way, just to give everybody the easy spelling version. How do you typically tell people? So usually in, in the States and Canada, I'm like Ved, which is a short of Vedran, and the last name Rasich. So I try to do the last uh, chur so that, you know, people <laughs> can get, get close to the real one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's Ved, R-A-S-I-C, for anybody yes. out there who's trying to yes. find him. But it, we'll tell you how to find him at the end. So stick to the end for the big surprise on how to find him uh, around the internet. So what I like to do, Ved, is to let people start out with a humble brag or a shameless self-promotion or whatever. Inflate the hell out of yourself. So when we deflate you with the failures, it's less uh, fighting. That is a good point. But for that, I usually send you a, I send you a paragraph about me. So, you know, like I let other people introduce because I hate to introduce myself. But anyways, I, uh, I'll do it. Ready? Okay, I got it. So we got... Go, go. We got Ved here who has developed one of the most amazing tools for LinkedIn that I personally use all the time. And I bug the hell out of his staff with weird feature requests or weird ways of doing those feature requests. So <laughs> we love you, man. Uh, me and him have had a lot of discussion virtually, but I've not actually seen him live talking to me. So that's that's nice for the first time. And also they are doing fantastic. You guys are crushing it in the space in terms of doing non-sketchy stuff which i've gotten banned just by doing normal stuff like with no robots or anything <laughs> even not using your stuff like i don't know how to get is a power user yeah i think with the, the adhd plus linkedin they don't like that combo they'd rather just <laughs> lump me in with the bots or something like that but thankfully your products help me like evade looking like a sketch ball in just terms of like the amount of times i look through certain things because yours it helps so much in terms of organizing something that you don't really think about organizing, which is all of your contacts and stuff. Cause I've even got so many that are, are like the first half of my list that I've never gone back to try to figure out how to tag them and stuff like that. Cause I can barely keep up with 
you know, the, the usual, but I'm sure there's plenty of, I think that's one of the things you mentioned in one of your posts is that we, a lot of times forget about all the old connections that we have that we don't leverage yeah. enough. A hundred percent. That That's how we started Lee Delta. Uh, you know, we were previously, I was on the founding team of AutoClose and, you know, we exited that business. And, and before that, you know, we used to, we used to do a lot of sale on LinkedIn and, and that was, was that planned by the way, when you exited AutoClose or did you AutoClose it? We, we AutoClose it. Exactly. We AutoClose it, man. Like that's <laughs> slam dunk, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. Close itself. Yeah. Close itself. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Well, anyways, that was, yeah, that was, a, that was, a, that, that's a fun story, but, um, but this is all under vanilla soft. Is that right? Is that the name? It's under vanilla soft right now. Yeah. Vanilla auto closed by vanilla soft, I guess that's how they okay, call cool. it now. But, um, yeah, like we, we, we built a business on, on top of, on top of LinkedIn and, and email automation at some point that just stopped working. And, you know, before, before it became Lee Delta, we bought a product like that had a whole bunch of, whole bunch of, uh, automation and, and whatnot. And, I figured that I just want to remove all that nonsense because the world is getting warmer. Well, in every respect, but especially in sales. Um, and and you know, and I was like, I want to be at the forefront of that trend. And we bootstrapped the business, so you know, we had to we had to be very lean. Mm-hmm. So we have a big vision, big promise of the future, but we built something that people need instantaneously. And and the test was you keep connecting with new connections. Amazing. So what do you do? You try and pitch them immediately. You, you, you get a no or no response and you move on. You keep adding more and more people and more and more people. And what some folks probably don't know is that you have a, you have a cap, uh, a limit, so to speak, on LinkedIn. So you can only have up to 30,000 30, connections. Yeah. yeah. Which is, which is, you know, it's kind of enough, man. Like if, if you know what you're doing with your connections yeah. and if you're building a network in a community, which is what Lee Delta is trying to do. And people can still follow you beyond that, right? Yeah, hundred percent. But, and you don't need more than 30,000 connections. You can definitely trim some of that fat off. You need hundred percent to get another thousand or whatever. Exactly. And, and listen, I know people that have like, you know, 2000 connections, but they're like making seven figures. Uh, and I know folks that have like 100,000 followers and don't know what to do with it. And the way I like to think of it is, is as a social capital, right? Which is the term we're trying to to kind of mm-hmm. bring back to life. And, and 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 as I posted, I think today, like you should treat your connections as any form of uh, capital, right? You can deposit, you can withdraw, you know, you can let it sit and be idle about it. But the best effects you that you can get is if you continuously produce value and capture some value back. For that, you need to have some assets. Um, and, and for that, you need to network with people. And that's what Lee Delta kind of is trying to do. We're trying to give you tools to maintain your social capital and, and grow your businesses and assets from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because a lot of times, for example, when I was locked up for the one day, which was not fun, I couldn't contact any of my business connections. So I've had a big B2B client that was waiting to hear back from me about something important. I literally didn't know another way to connect with them at that moment. So I just had to wait for it to let me back in. And so to your point, your system lets me have a little bit more control over my connections and certainly export a bunch of things and do stuff where you own some of that, those relationships you're building. Cause you should. And you should hundred yeah. percent. These are your connections. These are your business cards. Like, especially if you're paying them for premium and stuff, like what the hell, you know, Man, yeah, like let me not get into that because, uh, I, 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 you know, I think, of course, yeah, yeah, I'll get into it real quick. Just it's like if you're paying somebody a bunch of money and they're already yeah. able to give you the data, they should give you a little bit more easily, you know? Yeah, it's 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 yours. I mean, in all honesty, because you're doing everything you can to pay them, you know? Yeah, 
And that's that's why we don't pretend that we we own your data, right? Like we like inside Lead Delta, you can export whatever you want. Like if you want to take it out and leave, that's that's your decision. And we appreciate you for for being sticking around for however many months. So this is your data, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I like that attitude. So what have you? So in terms of failure, has there been any failures throughout those earlier businesses that you've learned from and then brought into Lead Delta? The knowledge of yeah. Yeah, there's 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 one. Um, so I'm I'm originally so currently I'm in Europe for the next two months, three months. We're fundraising and, and doing a whole bunch of fun stuff here. But generally, I, I, I'm for the last six years I've been in Canada. So first time, you know, I decided I want to go to North America to try myself out in, in a bigger market. Um, you know, I went there with one startup where, where a partner of mine he said, you know, we want you to operate a startup, and and it was a a B2B SaaS kind of app slash marketplace. We worked with uh, vehicle repair shops and vehicle owners. And, you know, we had a beautifully designed Android app, iOS app, like it was a, you know, an admin part, like there's a web part. Like it's just, dude, it was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. You know, when I used to show the app to the Uber drivers, they were like, oh my gosh, like, you know, how do I buy this? Right. But in all honesty, we had a completely wrong business model. Like we were trying to sell into shops and shops, man, like these guys, like if they have enough cash flow, they're like, ah, I don't need you. Like I, I'm busy enough. Get a hell out of here. Mm-hmm. If they're doing poorly and then like, well, I can't pay you. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Sorry. I got nothing. I can't, I can't help you. So we literally had to switch the model, you know, chicken or egg. Well, first we had to understand that we are indeed a marketplace and that we should first work on the demand side, which is which is generally what you do mm-hmm. with a marketplace. We, we we didn't do that. And and the founders, I wasn't the principal founder. So the founders, you know, already invested, you know, 150, 200K. And me, myself, you know, I invested my whole freaking life. I came to Canada with nothing, no friends, nothing, you know, just live there on my own, try to like uh, stimulate the business and grow the business. Sweat equity, that kind of thing. Sweat equity, basically hundred percent. And, <laughs> and honestly, that was a, the toughest, like nine months of my life. Like I, I, like I battled hard, but no matter what I did, I came to the same conclusion. We need to change the business model. But the problem is I, I own it, right? And, and I felt the full ownership of it. And, and I really blamed myself hard for not succeeding, right? Because I'm the, you know, principal operator mm-hmm. and I should know better, right? But no matter how I spin it, like, you know, years later, like it's the same conclusion. The business model had to be changed. But guess what? When you spend $200,000 on, on, on building the product and you fly out a guy from Europe to, to Canada, like, well, there's, there's no more cash. Mm-hmm. I know that game. So then... Yeah. And so then I went, I went down the Bay street in Toronto, which is, which is kind of your wall street mm-hmm. in the States. And, and, you know, I was talking to different investors, like trying to get some loans and, and whatnot. And guess what, when you're, when you're miserable and needy, <laughs> no one's going to give you shit. So, so. Yeah. Very unloanable at that point. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, you know, you can't be your, your coolest loanable self in those moments. <laughs> A hundred percent. And so, so that was it, man. Like I had to pack up my stuff and leave, you know, I got on a plane. I, I, I was completely broke uh, and that's it. And, and in the meantime, my, my future fiance, she, she was, you know, she was literally waiting for me to, you know, make it like, well, not make it, but like to set up some base. <laughs> yeah. I get it. Yeah. No. Cause you're, cause we are always like, yep, this is the big thing. Uh, entrepreneurs are like, okay, <laughs> this is a big thing. It's finally happening. Yeah. This time it's real. <laughs> Everybody, it, the, the best part. <laughs> you ready? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, 
the, the best part, man, is that she, you know, she would follow follow my route and, and she got a job in the UK and, and 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 Canada. So she just got her promotion and she moved. She, she was about to move from from the UK to Canada. She's going to be making more than you all of a sudden. Well, for sure. <laughs> but guess what? I'm coming home. <laughs> so, well, and that's not it. Like, wait for it. She's still married you, it sounds like. Yeah, that's that's true. Uh, that's a, yeah. So what? Uh, that was your best sale of all time or best, hardest sale? <laughs> that's the hardest one. I'm kidding. Listen, so so but here, here comes the best part. So I come home. No shit, I feel like failure and like I'm miserable, but I have a huge back pain and like, and, and, and like, it's just like, I, I can't sleep. Like, and, and I'm, you know, in terms of the, the, any type of pain, I'm a tough dude. Like, you know, it's, it's, I'm, I'm okay with that. But this time around, like it's, it's just, it's, it hurts. Right. Uh-huh. And my friend is like, dude, like, just go do a check. Like, and they, they put me to an MRI test and, and I do all that. And they're like, Oh, you have a tumor. And I'm like, okay, what, what? Oh, oh, oh. And, and I'm like, <laughs> it really pours when it rains, right? Wait, why'd you get che- why'd you get checked out though? It wasn't a tumor? What was it? What do you think it was? So, so back back then, like like I thought it was, it was just back pain. Back pain, yeah. Like I'm sitting in front of my computer the whole day, like it's it's back pain. Yeah. So you know, uh, like a hernia or things like that, you know, and and a whole bunch of guys have it. So you know, I thought that that's it. And back pain sucks. You know, I went there one checkup, second checkup. Yeah, it is. And so, long story short. After three, four months, my my back then girlfriend and I would decide we're just going to sit on an airplane, go back to Canada and just figure it out. And that's what we did. We went back. Mm-hmm. So I made sure that the thing is not expanding, which it didn't. It's not a tumor, right? It was, but it was a benign one. Yeah. From, uh, I think it's from kindergarten cop. It, no, I don't know that one. It's, it's <laughs> just, a classic Arnold Schwarzenegger quote, at least. Uh, there you go. There you go. I don't know. That. It's not the tumor. Not the Toma, the Austrian, the German one. I don't know what his, I don't remember what it's from, but either way, I, I just did the worst ever impersonation of him, but then you followed up with the worst one. So thank you. I appreciate it. We just, we just failed at this story, right? Yeah. But no worries. I'll, I can cut any of that out or I can emphasize it and play it back three times. Who cares, man? Listen, the, the whole point, the whole point is we're not going to do that. It's not the Tuma. Not the Tuma. It's not the Tuma. Not the Tuma. It's not the Tuma. Not the Tuma. You know, we, we sit on an airplane, we come back and we figure it out. That's that's the end of the story. So it's good, though. So it's good to have someone like that in your life who will be like, all right, well, get him next time. Yeah, absolutely, man. Rather than like, what the fuck, dude? You, we got to pay the bills, man. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Well, listen, like you, you're, you're looking for a partner, right? Like that's, you know, your first co-founder mm-hmm. is your is your partner, your spouse. Teammate. A teammate, man. Yep. Yeah. hundred percent. Well, that's good, though. It's good because you know when they're on your side when you're got nothing that it's more meaningful when they are there later, you know? That means something. Because a lot of people will show up. Wait, wait, are, are we supposed to be serious here? I don't know. Am I being serious? I don't even know how to, how to do that. <laughs> but that's a good, so what in that moment or in those moments, what made you, what did you do that let you not feel like a failure? Or how did you know that you weren't, this wasn't terminal illness, no pun intended on the tumor thing, but more just like, how did you know that you weren't screwed business-wise? Well, Look at you, like uh, Elon Musk. Like, is it, I mean, you know? I was too serious. I got to <laughs> de- de- decompress. <laughs> I did look like a little Elon Muskish. Yeah. Yeah, Muskish. Um, <laughs> next thing I know, you're. you're <laughs> next thing I know, you're, bu- you're buying Twitter. You're buying Facebook Meta. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm just buying Twitter ads. That's fine. Just go get a loan. <laughs> I can't, dude. I'm unloanable. 
I'm in your <laughs> old state. I'm still in failure mode. Okay, fair. Yeah. So <laughs> listen, I mean, uh, what was the question? <laughs> I don't even know if there was one. I wrote social in all caps because you're saying social capital. <laughs> capital is in all caps. So that's about that's about all I got. Meaning I was saying you were talking about a teammate, having a teammate and someone who you can yeah. lean on when you're in those shitty times and make you feel like you're not yeah. like totally crazy for your dreams. Man. Yeah. In, in, in all honesty, in all honesty, like that's that's really what what's important. Like, I, I personally don't believe in, in self-made people. Right. Like, I don't, I don't believe that exists. Right. That's a fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger thing, too, man. You're tapping on all this Arnold stuff. Yeah, you said it in a uh, in a like a. What do they call it? A commencement thing for graduation. And he was like saying how people like to use it. He gets mad when people call him a self-made man because of all the people who helped him get to where he is and stuff like that. And there's no such thing as I'll send you the link at some point. Uh, yeah, it's, I, I, I think I know who your favorite actor is. You're so just that's... jacking off that mic. What are you doing? What are you doing? With the mic? why are you doing that? You hear me? <laughs> yeah, I can hear the <laughs> it's not a sex toy, dude. Just chill. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead though i'm gonna i added this shit to hell and back but i mean like i'll leave the funny stuff but i'll just get rid of the weirdness so okay Arn- i'm gonna listen. arnold quote i'll send it to you I'll yeah send it to you perfect now listen yeah i i and, and i completely agree like it's if, if you look at his career like he reinvented himself a couple of times right i think that's that's amazing like you 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 get really good at one thing like i don't know he was doing bodybuilding like you know mr olympia a couple of times mm-hmm. and a lot of people don't know that he was he was actually you know reselling condos and like you know doing real estate a little bit mm, um, i don't know. know if i knew that and there you go then he got and he was really successful there he, that's how he became a millionaire and he met his twin hmm? right i don't know about that Danny devito he met he met his twin Danny devito <laughs> Have you seen the movie Twins? Danny DeVito, yeah. Or no? Yeah, yeah, I've seen the movie Twins. Yeah, dude. Yeah, you, you're messing up with my thought process, man. <laughs> with your favorite actor. I didn't want to seriously talk about Arnold, but let's keep going. Keep going. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then... then Paint me a picture. Then he became a movie star, right? Mm-hmm. Jingle all the way. Exactly. And the fourth thing, <laughs> <laughs> the fourth thing, he became a politician, man. So, you know, the, for the... Oh, shit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. California, right? Forgot about that. The governor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so my whole point is like, you know, there's no way one person can do that uh, by him herself. And so, same thing for me. Like, and and I started with the basics, like from from you know grabbing a food in a restaurant that someone else prepared for you, like to like you know people giving you advice to people actually helping connect you to some other folks, like speaking of social capital, you know, all these things. Well, so this is a common problem with entrepreneurs. I'm going to pretend like it's not something I'm struggling with. I'm going to talk through a general perspective, but you're going to get what I'm putting down. So uh, what would you recommend to some people who are like having having some trouble finding to figure out how, who they can trust, how to trust other people when they bring them into the business? Because, you know, a lot of us like to do it all ourselves. Mm. How do you trust those well, first people? You know? Well, you know what? I, I think, I think you build up a social capital, right? <laughs> you, 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 you work with people long enough and it's never like I never had that experience in my life where I just met you and like, oh, let's do this. Like, and then we go big, right? Or, or go home. Like that, that's not how it works. Usually, like there's a there's a tiny project, there's tiny something, mm-hmm. there's like, you know, there's some joint experiences that you go through. There's some battles that you that you fight together. And you know, then eventually you figure out, oh, I can trust this person and we can work together, right? And there are some experiences where you also need somebody and they need you. You might not see eye to eye, but you tolerate each other enough so that you move from point A to point B. This is not something that I would recommend 
not something that I personally like. Mm -hmm. I like to be all in with a person I work with, whether that's in life, like business, you name it, right? Yeah, you're saying if you have all the time to wait, you can really find the right person. But maybe you're in a situation sometimes where you don't have that luxury and you just have to find someone who will work in that moment. Yeah. That'd be more that second person you're talking about. Well, in all honesty, like out of 10 people, you know, two will fail you. Three will fail you, fail you, but you don't want to, you don't want to spend your life uh, focusing on those two, three. You want to focus on mm-hmm. seven, eight that are trustworthy and will be there for you. So well, what I imagine would be the most helpful way to do it is to figure out the things you're worst at and then find people who are good at those things. Oh, hundred percent. Hundred percent. Start start there. Yeah, like that's that's one of my first premises of entrepreneurship. First, you figure out who you are, like what you're good at. Um, then you go out and find somebody else. That's that's you know that's your B point is to find a partner because it's always it's always easier in two man. Like it's just like I I can think of of, of instances where it's easier to do it just by yourself. A one man show. Um, yeah. You can't do that with more than one person. Can't do a one man show. A one man show, right? You can do it like yeah. If you're gonna do a one man show, or you can do half half. You, it's it hurts you to have two people. That's the one scenario I can. That's the one scenario I can think about where you wouldn't want more than one person. For sure, for sure. But like you're talking more like lifestyle businesses, right? This is a one man show. Oh, it's because it's called one man show, huh? Because it's called <laughs> not only called a one man show, but if it is truly a one man show. But no, but but tell me, tell me, what are the characteristics? It's a one man goddamn show. It's not a two man show. Yeah. But tell me the characteristics. Like what would be the business of a one man show where where a second person wouldn't He's got so many instruments, they're all connected to him. So he's like playing drums with his feet and he's got cymbals on his feet and he's got like a horn and he honks with his arm and playing some sort of <laughs> you look up one man band on YouTube, you'll find a bunch of drum videos of, of iterations. I feel like uh Dick Van Dyke did one at some point in something. <laughs> Well, fair enough. Like, fair enough. Like, and there are people that there are people that are talented, dude. Like, and, and I'm being serious here. Like, there are people that are talented. Like, I know. And I was kidding about even bringing this all up, but it is, it is interesting how people try to do that thing. I mean, it's harder even in that scenario. No. But that's that's a great point, man. But but even those people are not the one man show. Like if you think about it, you have to have a manager. You have to have someone to uh, you know get you to show. Like you need to have the audience. True. How is it a one man show when you need to have an audience? Like you see what where I'm coming from. It's philosophical, but it also kind of makes sense. You're you're building with people, right? Yeah. If a man has a one man show in the woods and no one's there to see it, does it even happen? Well, well, is it a show? Do you, do you, do you take notes? Would they write like a, a like a? He took notes. Yeah, he's a one man show. He's taking his own notes. Yeah, he's doing exactly. his own performance. Memoirs, man. Like, did you hear memoirs? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> memoirs of a geisha or something. Maybe. I feel like that's a movie. But that's not a. That's yeah. It's a movie, and it's not a one man show. Oh, it's a good. I don't know. You tell oh, me. Man. I don't remember. I remember it was. It's. It was a thing. I, 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 I know that Arnold Schwarzenegger is not part of the movie, so no, probably didn't watch it. He he was famously pregnant as a man. <laughs> I remember that one. He had a lot of really weird roles. Eraser was really good though for action yes. roles. Remember that one? No, but I remember the pregnant one. <laughs> Junior. But, I mean, that, that was yeah, that's like that's that's what you remember, right? It's crazy. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, I want to rewatch it and see how bad it is, like how PC not friendly it is at this point. I was. <laughs> I was a kid back then. I was like, what the hell? How, how does this work? <laughs> I was like, oh, no. Can we have kids? Fuck. <laughs> I mean, I thought that was what they had to do. You know? Hey, do you have any kids, by the way? No, I don't. Um, that's Because uh, you said earlier about something about the longest or hardest nine months of your life. And I was like, oh, he must not have a kid or something. 
or yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, but that's really the wife who'd probably have yeah. the first nine months. Uh, but who knows? Wow. So, so are you in the spot right now where you feel like everything's too good to be true, kind of thing, or or are you not even there yet? What What do you mean by that? Well, you seem to be enjoying some sort of success. We'll say some modicum of success. Do you feel like that's happening, or do you feel like you don't no. acknowledge that, or no. like you you're always looking to the next milestone? Yeah, I'm kind of that type of guy. I always look what's next and uh, what I need to do, and um, you know my to do list. And and but um, I became quite aware of that. And so what I'm trying to do is really like when I'm, you know, like I'm running from a meeting to a meeting, and I'm like, oh, I need to do this, and I have to do that, right? I keep telling myself, well, well. I'm just quit it. Like if you're not enjoying it, just quit it. Right. Like, or stop, stop freaking, like, you know, making a big mess out of these things. Right. Like, just like be like, you know, I love these guys. I want to work with them. There's a problem mm-hmm. to be solved. Let's go and solve it. Right. On the bad days. Right. And that's, that's, that's how I try and motivate myself because I'm like, well, why don't you then quit? Like if you don't enjoy it. Yeah. So I really try to make myself enjoy all the experiences a bit more, which sometimes for personalities such as I am, like sometimes it's, it's hard. Like, can because you keep looking at what's next and you keep stressing about so many different problems. You be you keep being paranoid, like in, in a way of what might happen. So, yeah. It's funny. Cause I've, I've, since I've been fired from every job, I clearly don't ever quit. I don't ever think to quit. So it's funny to you having to pump yourself up by telling yourself you could quit. I never even thought about that. I was like, mm. Oh yeah, I could quit. Yeah. But, but then why not? I naively thought things would always work out and that there's something to be saved, you know, or like whatever, I can figure it out. So the, 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 I can quit thing is actually, I think very interesting because um, I know a lot of people. So, so in Europe, I know that 80% of the startups are still alive, like five, six years down the road, because in, in my honest opinion, there's a, there's a ton of government uh, money in, in the game. So you get from one fund to the other fund, to one accelerator, to the other, mm-hmm. instead of growing the business, you, you grow the administration and you keep accumulating cash. You pay yourself the minimum and you, you kind of trick yourself into thinking that you're making progress. Um, so I, I came up with a number of 80%. I know for, for a couple of, a uh, couple of scenes, startup scenes that were, sure. that's a, that's a pro, a pro, uh, a pro, probably a good number. But let's say that it's even fifty percent, which which you'll never get in the states because failure is 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 just normal. It's 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 something that you need to have in your in your career, and it's kind of normal. And people don't even focus too much on it, right? Whilst in Europe, they want to brush past it usually instead of yeah. like learn from it. Yeah, and and it's just it's 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 a it's it's a thing here. So I, I keep talking to different people. I keep doing a lot of different keynotes, like to just uh, really understand why is it so so damn hard to admit like, wait, I just failed at this. Like I learned this, this, and that much like we did with, uh, with the first business in Canada. I was like, I learned so much from it because you're skin in the game. Um, but it's really important to have a deadline mm-hmm. um, and be honest with yourself. Right. Yeah. Um, and you can just see so, all the things you do wrong. And then yeah. in the next job, hopefully fix it. Yeah. Well, for sure. Fix it, man. Because when you read about this, or set up ways to hack through your ways that other people fix it for you or point it out to you or yes. whatever the thing is. Yeah. That's why, that's why mentors, like, I mean, I like a notion of a mentor, like I didn't even know where I got this from, but like, since I was 19, I had a, I had a mentor, like somebody who was like five, 10 steps um, in front of me and mm-hmm. I can learn yeah. from, and, you know, I'd usually give them some kind of a value 
of, uh, you know, like I, I call it the field work, you know, like things that uh, they're passed through, but they still need some information, you know, what's happening in the startup scene. Like You had your finger on the pulse. Yeah, basically, you know, and, and, and they would help me get to the next stage. And that was always that trade-off because you always need to be giving something in, in my in my mind, right? Yeah, um, of course. And then you try and pay it forward, obviously, yourself. So anyways, very, very interesting topic. If you haven't read The Go-Giver, have you ever read that book? No, never. Should, no, instead of The Go-Getter, it's called The Go-Giver. It's fantastic. I'm writing a sequel, a non-authorized sequel uh, <laughs> to it, basically uh, more like along the same lines, but it, it goes a bit further than that. So The uh, Go-Giver is about just going and being giving and how it'll come back to you and you don't have to expect it and stuff like that. But it's in a, it's put out in a very awesome way. And then there's people like me though, who go and give a bunch. I just keep giving, giving, giving. Some people take, some people give back. Some people just are like, what's wrong with you? Get away from me. You know, so mm-hmm. you get all sorts of different reactions, but then my book's called when givers meet, because when you find another giver and then you both get into like a giving war, you keep trying to outgive the other one, then everybody wins because you're both helping each other out so much. I mean, because like you know, you both realize you're both that type of person. Well, I know, I know Stephen Covey, but you sometimes get screwed over a lot. You know. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. So Stephen Covey, how do you how, how do you get screwed? Like when? Well, so when, you when, said earlier, like do a little all small things and stuff like that. Like don't go big and go home, whatever that thing was. And yeah. you were saying, but I do it the opposite. I do trust falls from the mountaintops, is what I call it, because I want to just trust somebody and figure out if they're trustworthy and then go from there. I don't want to have to worry and wonder for a long time. And that's fair. And that's yep. fair. Like, and, 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 but that's, that's not what I do. It's just like you, you plant the seed and you nurture it. And sometimes it succeeds. Sometimes it doesn't. And that's it. You observe. Like, it's not that I'm a control freak. Oh, can I trust Ben or can I not trust Ben? Right. Oh, I'm not um, saying that. I mean, I'm more like yeah, I trust someone too yeah. much. And then I see if they abuse it, if they abuse it, then I go, oh, okay reel it back in, but I'd rather but listen, put myself uh, out there a little bit too much and learn than not put it on myself out enough. I'll bring up another author. I'm not sure if you're a fan or, or your audiences are fans or not, but like Jordan Peterson is, 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 is talking quite. Okay. The 12 rules guy. Yeah. The 12 right? Jordan B Peterson. Yeah, yeah. But he keeps talking about, you know, also being, being strong in a way where you're, you're not allowing anybody to abuse your trust or mm-hmm. to use your trust, which is, which is exactly what I, I think posted today about, you know, you gotta be able to give and pay it forward and not expect anything in return. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's like going to the casino. You pretend you're like, you lost that money already. I wouldn't use the casino. Exactly. <laughs> it's my mentality. I, I use I'm like, casino. okay, I already gave this yeah. thing. I'm not yeah, expecting yeah. to get anything yeah. back. I already lost this money at the casino. I'm not expecting to even leave with the money I brought, you know? It's a paid forward mentality, man. Like I think, like if anybody like haven't heard of of a paid forward, like just just read that, watch that video or whatever. Oh no, it's it's great. Yeah, yeah, it's it's amazing. And there's a movie, right, with Kevin Spacey there's, or something. That's true. Yeah, Kevin. Yeah. yeah. Um. So so listen, I mean, I I th- I think that's that's number one rule number one. And, and as a matter of fact, I learned it in Stephen Covey's book, Seven Habits. Right. Mm-hmm. Like first first give, then you know first first aim to give. I think is one of the rules. And and I agree with it 100 wholeheartedly. Another thing is, well, you you got to protect yourself because nobody else will. And then if if you don't, there is a chance, a likelihood, and I've seen that in my life and and in my surrounding to grow bitter and to go into a state of you know, 
or just bitching about life and people and how things are not fair. And, and that's not the way to do it. Like you need to balance it. That's why I keep writing about it. It's social capital. Yeah. You need to be depositing and you need to be withdrawing because you also got to live and you also got to create and you also want to be well, that's a successful individual. Right? One of the cool so, things about the go-giver and the giving thing is that the final law of giving or whatever is receiving as well. Because yeah. in order for you to give, you have to also receive other people's gifts and not yeah. reject them. You need or to not. know how to receive. Yeah, exactly. Because I know a lot of people who don't know how to ask for help. They will always be there to help, but they don't know how to ask for help, mm -hmm. which is strange, right? Like, and, 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 but I've seen it and I'd love to help these people help themselves. And it's kind of, you know, it's just, it, it, it sucks. Like some people, their own you, worst enemies, you know, yes, get in their own way, sure. myself included. Dude, like, are, are we like, <laughs> Is this like uh, Tony Robbins? Like, are we, is, is that what we're turning This is Tony into? Robbins. Yes. Everyone, yeah. welcome to Tony. Ro this is Tony Robbins without Tony Robbins. Like the show is yeah. just called This is Tony Robbins. Um, okay. So do you have any last thoughts on failure or just the importance of failure before I get into the more forward looking questions? There's a couple last ones that are more forward looking or present based. And so if there's anything on like your historical past or just the concept of failure itself that you want to touch on before we get into those more forward looking things. Yeah. So, so for, for example, for, for people who are building software, I think it's, it's, again, it's very important to, to really understand, well, for anybody, like building any business, like if, if you can do it yourself, it's really helpful to, to look for partners. And for example, I was, I was purchasing some software that was already developed and I was able to add a lot more features to it and make it a really successful project. And I have a roadmap, I have everything. Right. But the problem is that the guy, that was supposed to come up with, with the software on, on board, like he just left. He he won't, didn't want to do it. So that's it. Like it's sitting on a shelf. Mm -hmm. uh, I have an amazing way. Like I, like I think I have a good vision for the project and I've seen the success around in similar projects. He was the only one or what? Well, he wasn't the only one, but I can't have like 10 focuses, right? Like I, I can focus on only a few handful of things, which is which is for me, Elite Delta. All right, just throw it my way. I'll, I'll figure it out. And there you go. <laughs> right uh, and we can we can make a deal 100k 200k i'll play around with it yeah yeah <laughs> whatever the whatever 95 five split are you a developer okay well uh, a sure. developer um what in what way python can you do python no, uh no but i know a guy uh, you know i, I got a, a phd guy who, who does all my shit that i need to in terms of that stuff and also we're gonna start a bunch of SaaS things so there you go um we're gonna get sassy Get sassy, man. It's good. Yeah. Starts starts in a big minus, but then it goes up. And uh, you, I'm going to have to poke your brain because you're like product hunt, sure. friggin' guru and all that stuff. Well, I'll give you my course for free. Uh, meaning, how'd you get so good at, uh, well, how'd you get so good at it? At what? Uh, product hunt. Product hunt? Sassy? Being sassy? Product hunt. Being sassy, yeah. <clears throat> that should be a podcast name. Being sassy. S-A-A-S-Y. <laughs> Listen, um, I like I don't know. Like I just I, I like software. I, I think it's it's pretty cool kind of building it and 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 you know I have a really good team of people around me mm -hmm. uh, that I like working with. Um so so I think I, I just knew I want to build software uh at, at some point in my life. I figured it out like and I was like, okay, this is the future, this is what I want to do. Look at the power, the leverage you can have with the software, uh, yeah. and, and how much impact you can create with a software with just like 10 people like producing something for like millions to use like it's pretty insane it's a it's a insane sort of a leverage it's nuts i, I only realized it's basically i like spending money on software apparently because i spent 
almost 12 grand on AppSumo and yours is my favorite so far. <laughs> I appreciate you, bro. Except for maybe my podcast one. That one has a lot of value for me too, but those two, your two are the, like the one I use the most. I appreciate that, man. Because everything else I could definitely probably, who knows what gems I've gotten. Resell. In that stuff. Yeah. I don't even want to do that. I want to like figure out how to use it or make a team together and say, here's a tool. Go make magic happen. Who knows? Because I've got so many weird tools. Go figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, that, that's the thing. So you, you kind of definitely like that. You've seen a lot of software work. So you should, you should definitely build something yourself. And that's the best way to learn. I mean, you just get on the, on the road and you, you start building. But Python is what you say is the best? Well, I'd say, you know. That's what React. my guy won't shut up about. So that's fine. I'm down with like, that. I mean, JavaScript is, is interesting as well. Uh, I'll, I'll send you a fun meme about like, you know, PHP, JS. And okay. I know how to write in Java a little bit. I know how to write in VBA because of Excel. So I know the macro stuff. Okay. So Visual Basic, oh, micro, Visual yeah. Basic, I know. Macros. Mm-hmm. I know yeah, programming yeah. generally and learned a little PHP, mm-hmm. but then I forgot it immediately. I only got so much space up there. There you go. Laravel. Which framework? No idea. I don't know. I had to make a, a .bat file or something and have it do something. And I learned a bit of something. Wow. <laughs> I see. I see. You're not going to be a developer in that in that relationship. Um, what am I in VS Console? I don't even know what I was in. Who the fuck knows? I don't even know what, what terms to say to make sure you understand what I'm saying. You know, I don't know if I need <laughs> to say fine. C Sharp or something. It wasn't that. but Your audience will understand. That's fine. I'm sure someone. You'll find someone. Yeah, they're 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 catching. They're they're picking up what I'm putting down for sure. Would you suggest people get into programming? Absolutely, if they love it. If they have an inclination at all to like computers, yeah. I guess, and stuff. If you if you don't, then you'd get frustrated. Hundred percent, because because I've seen I've seen so in the eighties, I'd say eighties, nineties, like you know, people everybody wanted to be a banker, I guess, you know, but a lot of people failed at it because they didn't like it. It's just where the money was at the, at the time. Mm-hmm. But then nowadays, everybody wants to be a developer. Oh, I want to be a, an engineer or whatever, right? Like software engineer. Uh, but if you don't like it, man, like it's, well, it, it, it repeats. Like different different eras have their own different uh, preferred, um, you know, kind of preferred job job descriptions. And, you know, some, some folks are like, you know, Oh, I want to be a doctor, right? Because my dad told me so. But then, then you don't like it, like, and that sucks. Like that, that intrinsically sucks. Well, so. like, there's a lot of dentists. I think something like sixty percent of dentists don't like being dentists. Yeah, but they can quit on any day, just like you were saying earlier. I can quit, but they don't. Yeah, they just keep being but dentists because they they're like, well, I spent so much time not getting this degree. I got to be a dentist now. But they could just be yeah. more happy doing anything else, probably. Well, that's that's changing. I think like that's changing quite a bit uh, because because the world's changing and people keep seeing like other folks like just working out of their laptops and just different parts of the world. Like and and I think a lot of people are getting motivated by these stories and they keep reading about it. So I think in the next ten years that's going to change dramatically. And I think we're going to miss a lot of dentists. So so <laughs> and yeah. doctors and well, yeah, man. Like you'll see a lot of people. I could never be a doctor. Yeah, I need those. Yeah, a lot people. of people branch out. So, so there's, I'm, I'm like, I'm telling you, like, there's going to be a lot of tools and automations and robots and hardware that's going to replace people because we're not going to have enough people there um, in those in those areas. We're going to need the Terminator. We're going to need the Terminator exactly. Yeah, we need Arnold, the one that can fix your teeth. You know, just, he'll be back. He'll be back. So. Being a guest on the podcast, you get a get out of fail free card. So I'm going to hand you this. It's a funnel you That's card awesome. from Russell Brunson. But here, take this get out of fail free card. You got to take it. Boop. 
All right, cool. Appreciate you, man. So get out a fail free card. It's like there we go. Monopoly card. Oh, thank you. Yep, you got it. And uh basically, if you could use a get out of fail free card and a, and a go after any hobby or passion or something, maybe you want to be a Broadway singer, or maybe you want to be a bodybuilder. I don't know what the thing is, a comedian, yeah. but you've avoided it because of the amount of failure that's involved. What would you use a get out of fail free card for to go ahead and pursue if you knew you couldn't fail something? Is it the guitar that you're pointing at in the background? <laughs> yes. So yeah, I definitely go, uh, uh, I pretend to be like 70s rock star. Like that's what I would do. Oh yeah. I can teach you how to play. I get a guitar right over okay. yonder. Oh, that's what you have? Meaning I taught myself how to play so I could teach someone else how to play. Same here. I have a Fender Strat in, in Canada and I have a, this little Fender. You mean you taught yourself or you, how long have you been playing? Yeah, I taught myself how to play. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not the, the greatest, but like, you know, we can, we can definitely jam together. Oh, you're not the greatest? Oh, we can jam together. Of course. I only play with the greatest. <laughs> <laughs> the well, one the person Clapton's, in the world Clapton's, is the greatest. <laughs> Clapton's of the world, right? Yeah, no, I can definitely play other people's songs. I just writing my own songs is the tougher part. I don't want to get into that. Is that what you do? Uh, so I've been in a band, one band back in Boston, and we played one show. Nice. After writing for eight months, we wrote, wrote original songs, and then the keyboardist moved to Canada like the next day after okay. our show. So we did try to reform as a trio. It didn't work out. But I played bass because I needed a bassist. and uh, uh-huh. But just writing music is tough. Oh, yeah. that's Learning how to play other people's music is easier. Yeah. Yeah, like that's why we don't have that many uh, great players nowadays because like it's it's tough. Well, we do have. But now I'm trying to learn how to do it. I mean, and Coachella, which I was just at, which was amazing, showed me that I could definitely do it. You know, there's some people who did not deserve to be there, but there's plenty of amazing people as well. But artists, exactly. There were some interesting 100%. experiences and I definitely could. I want to do some kind of electronic stuff. Interesting. Okay. Like a one-man, one-man show. Is that what you're aiming at? It's going to be called Sweatpants Music. Sweatpants Music? And I already got my DJ name, DJ Unqualified. <laughs> I thought you're gonna be, I thought you're gonna be a DJ failure. And I own both those dot com, sweatpantsmusic.com, DJ Unqualified.com. DJ failure? No, uh, yeah. it's too too That's on brand. I gotta have something different. I I everything I get bored if everything's the same. So it's DJ Unqualified. My comedian name, do you know what my comedy name is gonna be? Go. So I'm Irish, but my last name doesn't sound very Irish. So it's gonna be my last name is going to be Fitzpatrick, <laughs> Benny Fitzpatrick. And then the first comedy special is going to be friends with Benny Fitz. <laughs> I like the Benny Fitz. Cause I never will remember who I am yet, but Benny, Benny Fitzpatrick exactly is the full name. So anyways, when's the first show? You got to put deadline to your dreams, man. When's the first show? Okay. Well, when are you doing whatever the hell you said you were going to do? Oh, I have a deadline just now with the get out of fail free card. When'd you no, I have a deadline, dude. When do you get on stage with the guitar or whatever? So, so, so I'm, I'm giving myself uh, eight more years. Oh uh-huh. yeah. Like I'm realistic. So I'm giving myself eight more years. Perfect. So, all right. Eight years. I'll be doing comedics comedy. We'll I'll open up for your music show with a stand-up comedy routine. Well, think about it. I did. Sure. So are we doing like a handshake? Eight years. Are we doing a handshake? Let's do a handshake as legitimately as possible with <laughs> why is your so you're like this. Like a, yeah, yeah. It felt very royal. <laughs> don't 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 cut this out, okay? Yeah. Let people see. Yeah, of course. I mean they want to see that that powerful handshake we just had. Like this this one? Like <laughs> Yeah.
Das ist <lacht> Royal. Um, okay, so. Oh, man. We, This is fun. We now know what you do with the get out of fail free card. What yeah. is the next thing you're going to fail at? I say instead of fake it till you make it, I say fail it till you nail it. So what's the next thing you're going to mm. fail at until you succeed at it? Like the thing that you're going to approach without knowing what you're doing, what's the next big hurdle? Well, in all honesty, we, we want to, um, so, so lead Delta currently is producing at a weekly pace. It's good. Uh, we're not taking a too big of a risk at the moment. Uh, so we want to make a bigger leap forward into what we think the vision of the future is, especially in B2B SaaS. Mm -hmm. So this is, so we're still pondering on, on a couple of things, but, um, but that's, I mean, you, you'll see it as a, as a customer, you're going to see it in the next six months. We're going to try something big. Sweet. Um, and if we fail, we project to have one more shot. So, so yeah, that's nice. It's not an all or nothing move. Yeah. We'll have, we'll have two of these. So, yeah, I've heard of like, uh, I don't know who said it. It could be a Bezos thing or something, but about open door decisions and closed door decisions and whether or not you can go back through the door. Yes. Oh yeah. 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 Actually I read that in, in, in one of the uh, biographies. Yeah. 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 That's true. So eight years from now, you're going to play, what, a fully original set of music? And I'm going to do a tight 10 minutes of stand-up? Well, I, that's that's right. Uh, that's right. That's, no, that's not what I said. So I, eight, eight years from now, I'll have a band. And we're going to perform okay. regularly. I'm like, dude, like a modest guy. Like, you know. Like, I'll be in the band. I'll be in the band. There you go. Uh, why not? I don't have a bassist. I got eight years to, to prove myself. Yes. I don't even play bass. I just played bass because I needed a bassist. I'll play drums or guitar or whatever. It doesn't matter. I'll sing. I'll yell. <laughs> I'll try. I want to get better at singing. I, I, one of my goals is to get like an old church lady to give me singing lessons. Oh, that's good. Because they don't they don't hang out with enough people. You know, they got a lot of good charm. So you're gonna get a lot of this. Uh, well, I just want to know how to sing, and I suck, and I feel like I won't be judged by an older lady. <laughs> if we're being honest. That's awesome. Failure guy speaking. Oh my gosh. Did I even, okay. So we, the next thing you're going to fail out is what now? I didn't even hear it. Oh, it's, it's like this secretive next move where you're going to blow my brains out. The Delta, exactly. Can't see it. Is that a sticker? Yeah, it's really reflective. It's a sticker. It's a reflective sticker. <laughs> They'll work. So how can people find you? If they want to connect with you, if that is LinkedIn the best place to go? Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll let you promote me. Like LinkedIn is the best place <laughs> or you can just do that at LeeDelta.com or Ved. Rasic or Rasic, anywhere around. I'm pretty sure you're gonna get me. There's a couple of twins, but uh, but uh, you'll figure it out. I trust your audience. Yep. Or check the show yep. notes. Nobody yep. ever checks the show notes, but this one you might have to just because of what he just said. Made <laughs> debatable amount of sense. Or I mean, like I was surprised when I look at one of your employees. I thought there'd be one of them, and there's like 45 different people on LinkedIn with that name. So my point is, who knows how many ved because there are, but I know if they go to the show notes, they will find their way to you. Oh, there, there's two or three, two or three, no more than that. Come if on. If you man. write product hunt with it or AppSumo or Lee, yeah, Lee Delta for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Don't write AppSumo, just write product hunt. That's, that's better. Okay, cool. There's no more LTDs folks. Yeah, I know. I know. I felt bad Done. for everybody. <laughs> cut this one out. <laughs> you cut off all of you. Uh, well, Ved, thank you so much for joining the show. I appreciate it. And uh, yeah. I cannot wait to support you in other ways and see all these new features that are coming out. I don't know if dark mode has been uh, officially greenlit yet. Yes, it's it's approved. But I do know followers thing is 
maybe there or it's coming. It's there. Okay. I haven't even checked because I've been to Coachella. I was checked out, you know, so now I'm going to check back in. Fair enough. But fair enough. Uh, I can't wait for the viewers to, or listeners, whatever they are with their earballs, to hear everything you just said. And also, uh, if anybody wants to reach out to me, I can try to sweet talk him into getting some kind of a deal, but probably won't happen. Honestly, he's getting little, <laughs> he's getting, he's like a polished stone now. He's, he's able to just weather all of the all of the complaints and all of the oh yeah you know, uh requests for coupons got yourself stuff. out of that one quickly <laughs> in a nice manner man gents move <laughs> i appreciate you well ben this was this was an awesome chat yes how many podcasts have you been on by the way 50 60 70 something like that nice less than 100 more than 50 let's put it that way that's how many domains i own basically i don't know how many but somewhere in that range 50 60 70 you keep collecting things man somewhere between 50 and 100 Look at that wine behind you, like software domains. Dude, I'm going to show you one of them. It's going to be an amazing idea. You're going to be like, oh my God, I need to not have that right now. And I'll go, you have it for free, man. Just make something amazing. And then all of a sudden, whatever it was, fartymcpoop.com or whatever stupid thing I came up with. Meaning I've got some dope shit and I'm happy to show you. Actually, I'm going to hit, oh Jesus Christ. I'm going to hit end so we can still talk for a second. Oh wait, I'm going to hit unrecord. Bye everybody. Thanks for joining me on the Failure Guy podcast. If you enjoyed it, feel free to tell somebody. And don't forget, always try to fail it till you nail it. Till next time. Would you like to be more efficient, productive, and confident in your work at the office? Over 750 million people worldwide use Excel yet it's still a misunderstood and frequently misused tool. That's why I created Excel Exposure, so you can work smarter and not harder. The Excel Essentials course gives you over five hours of in-depth video lessons, plus it comes along with my master workbook, which has every function, shortcut, and all the examples to follow along. Investopedia actually included my course in their list of six best online Excel classes of 2021, saying it's best for visual learners. As someone who's an expert in failure, I can certainly teach you and your team how to avoid spreadsheet failures and create bulletproof Excel documents. Use the coupon code FAILURE for 20% off of the lifetime access price. Visit ExcelExposure.com for more information and also my existing award-winning free training.